Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, welcome back to the Victory Point Reading uh, Bible Reading Podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 22, and um, right before I hit record, Chad said, I think we're going to need a half an hour for this one. Um, there's a lot of good things in here, so um, we will still try to keep it, you know, to under an hour and a half. But uh, no, I'm just teasing. Uh, but no, this is, I'm excited to hear Chad, you say that. Because um, I'll be honest, when I was reading through this one, it was like, uh, I think I can pull a few things out, but it was a little bit harder for me. So I'll just let you, sure, you yeah. know, wax poetic and, sure. and I'll just, you know, sit back and bask in your knowledge. But anyways, um, we are, uh, on Wednesdays, we ask our guests to, to share a little bit about how they're using their gifts that God's given to impact the kingdom, whether it's here at Victory Point or out in the rest of the world. So Chad, can, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, when when she was on here, she kind of said it succinct, succinctly about, you know, how we ended up at VP and kind of what we're doing. So there's a plug to plug to listen to. Go back to January. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't. Uh, okay, so kids kids hope. I started that oh, okay. um, several months ago last fall. Um. Yeah, and that's been really good. Um, have been meeting with Andy, okay. uh, first grader. Um, so yeah, being able to pour into him has been has been a blessing for both of us, really. Um, and then I think in our surrounding community, our neighborhood, you know, like I said on Monday, uh, kind of been building this homestead and trying to grow as much as we can ourselves. Mm-hmm. Teach the kids how to do that. Um, before we started, we always had said any anything in abundance we would just give away. Okay. Um, you know, try to bless those around us in that way, which kind of worked out great with COVID and empty grocery shelves. And, yeah. Um, uh, so that's that's kind of what we we try to do. Also, um, any excess give to those around us, and that's that's been great too. We've we've met. Many, many people um, through that process. Um, our house is pretty close to the road, okay. right next to the, the bike path. Um, very busy bike path. So, you know, when we're out drinking our coffee or sitting okay. on the porch, we're constantly, you know, yelling across yeah. the street to people walking by. And um, so that's that's been great, yeah. you know, the, the sense of place that we have trying to influence you know, the people yeah. physically around us. Yeah. So. Well, that's cool. And I think that's just kind of making yourself available to the people walking by or riding by. Just, um, you know, it's a way for you to, through your actions, kind of like we talked about yesterday, show them who Jesus is. And, you know, if a hot day, maybe you have a cooler of water out there that you can give them, you know, a Dixie cup full of water or right. something. But, And I want to also just um, thank you for doing Kids Hope. I am a teacher, um, not, at the, not at the school where Victory Point does Kids Hope, but um, two of my students um, have Kids Hope tutors, mentors, and um, it's just so important for them. Um, they're both boys, 
both of them um, just have kind of a rough home life and um, to have people feed into them on a weekly basis um, is so vital to them. So, you know, Andy's a first grader, I think you told yeah. me before. He's one of six kids, I believe. Oh, wow. So he kind of gets, I think he's the youngest. Okay. He just kind of gets lost Yeah. in the shuffle. So for him to have once a week you come in and build into him specifically, yeah. that's going to have, you talked about yesterday writing on somebody's story. I mean, you are writing on his story things that will be with him for his whole life. Yeah. Um, and he can always think back to that time when Mr. Chad came and met with him. So thank you for doing we don't that. Do, we just kind of play games. We yeah. don't learn a whole lot, but like you said, that's we just okay. kind of spend one-on-one quality time. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that's what they need. I mean, if you can help him, you know, with his math or whatever, that's great. But really he needs, um, and all the kids hope stu- uh, students, they need that, that connection, that relationship. So, um, if you are interested in helping out with kids hope, then find Brenda DeYoung. Um, if you are not a part of the victory point family, um, then connect with your church home and say, Hey, do we have a kids hope type program? Um, and, uh, see if you can get involved with that. So, all right. Well, today we're reading again, in Matthew, Matthew 28, uh, sorry, Matthew 12, 38 through 45. Um, and this is entitled The Sign of Jonah. So we're going to have a little throwback to the Old Testament. Um, and as Jesus tries to, um, again, speak to the to Pharisees in kind of a, hey, you know, this is, this is the way it is. So, um, so Matthew 12, 38 through 45. So then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law said to him, Teacher, we want to see a miraculous sign from you. He answered, a wicked and adulterous generation asks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now one greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom. And now one greater than Solomon is here. When an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says it will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of the man is worse than the first. Uh, that is how it will be with this wicked generation. All right, Chad. So Take the, pulpit, the pulpit is yours. <laughs> <laughs> no. But what do you, yeah, what, what kind of jumped out at you? What? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I kind of kind of going along with the previous verses, which again is fitting since that's what we're going through. Um, you know, God doesn't give us signs to clear up our doubts. Yeah. Um, which is what I always look for. Yeah. You know, hey, just just give me a sign, and then, right? Yeah. And then oh, I'll yeah. believe, or and then, yeah, I trust you more, or. Um, which is exactly what they were doing, right? Uh, 
you know, that, that's where faith comes in, right? Is not get, getting your contentedness from Jesus, from God giving you signs. Yeah. Um, I think revelation, you know, confirms, confirms your faith. Right. And again, like, like Jesus says, um, to he who has more will be given, you know, more revelation will be given. Um, it's not meant to make a believer out of you. Right. You know, which I think is what I try to look for a lot. Yeah. I think what, what a lot of people hope for is that a sign or revelation will make a believer out of them. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. again, Jesus refused to mm-hmm. give another sign. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's kind of what I thought about most, most of this passage was what if he didn't? What if he didn't refuse? If he continued giving a sign, um, it's like the, I, I read a bit about, and I have for a while about like stoic principles. And, and one of those is, um, they talk about like the hedonic treadmill, um, just constantly always trying to chase after happiness or that next pleasure, um, and ultimately, you you get a high from that. You get more happiness from yeah. that. But pretty quickly, you return back to that original yeah. level of happiness that you had before. Yeah. So you're always trying to chase that next thing, yeah. which is kind of what the Pharisees were doing here yeah. is, and what I find myself doing a lot of the time is like, just give me another sign. Right. You know, yeah. and then I'm good for a month, two months, maybe a year, and then just give me another sign. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What I thought was, um, again, Jesus is kind of, he's he knows what he's saying and doing. And, I, um, of course, he is, he's the son of God. But, like, from a logical or, like, a strategic standpoint, he's, once again, he's done this in the past. He's using their own stories against them. The Pharisees are asking for uh, a new sign and something new and maybe they're trying to trap him to say okay if you're really son of god give us something new but he says look you know there was jonah um and he refused to do what god wanted to do at first he got swallowed by a whale then he or big fish whatever um and then he went and the people repented but he was there for three days and three nights in the fish the son of man will be in the ground for three days and uh three nights um and who's greater than Jonah? I mean, Jesus is greater than Jonah. And then the Queen of South, the Queen of Sheba, she came to listen to Solomon because he was the wisest man. And now there's someone here greater than Solomon. And so you don't need signs. There's a plenty of signs in in uh, you know the scriptures. You just got to, like you said, have faith and believe. Yeah. So uh, he's just kind of using their own stories against them, which I, I always think that's, yeah. you know, very, very cool, very strategic of him to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Ninevites, right? They were heathens. They were terrible people, yeah. but they believed, right? Yeah. Um, they had far less information than yeah. the people Jesus is preaching to had, right? Yeah. 
But they believed. Yeah. So again, that's kind of the slap slap in the face for me. It's like, right. why am I not? Um, I have all the information I can get, right. right? I can read through my Bible as much or as little as, you know, as much as I want. Yeah. Um, all the commentaries that you can. All the commentaries, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah right? Um, endless, endless commentaries. Um, and we can connect those dots really simply. Um, so I could, on, on one hand, I can kind of understand that they're not connecting dots back to, you know, Old Testament. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, like we said, uh, I think yesterday, like Jesus is very black and white and he's using stories and examples and um, simple um, things for them to understand and, and they aren't getting it. You yeah. Know? And I think too, you know, it going back to what I said earlier is if, if he had given that extra sign, you know, like I said, where, where would it end? Um, mm-hmm. if he, if Jesus keeps going, then we're more like marionettes or robots right. that Jesus is just controlling and not giving us, you know, the autonomy to think for ourselves yeah. or to have faith for ourselves. Um, which I think is the goal anyways. Yeah. To let us right. spirit work in us. Yeah. And yeah. create that faith. Well, and if he keeps giving us those signs, there's no reason for us to rely on the spirit. There's no reason for us um, to try to learn ourselves. I think about that with my students. If I just always give them how to do it, always give them the answer, instead of teaching them to question and to kind of figure it out on their own, they're never going to figure it yeah. out. They won't need to because Mr. Durr's there just to give them the answer. So so I think that's very similar here. So you're right. I think it's good that Jesus says, no, I'm not going to give you any more. Um, now, that doesn't mean that Jesus stops. You know, like we talked about on Monday, um, he still does miracles. Um, and we got to make sure that we're looking for those. And so he might still give us signs, but he doesn't need to and uh, shouldn't need to. And he, he won't if we just ask him. We have to see kind of what he's, what he's already done. So, yeah. One other thing that kind of, um, I picked up on, and this, it kind of goes back to our conversation yesterday about the, the, um, status of our heart. And he ends this passage, um, talking about, um, you know, a, a situation where an evil spirit has been, um, removed from a person. So maybe, you know, one of the demon possessed men that Jesus has healed. And, um, so the man was healed of the demon. He was he was, you know, set free. He was cleaned, and, and the spirit is wandering. The evil spirit is wandering and can't find a place to go. So he goes back to his previous home and finds that yes, it's clean and it's in order, but it's unoccupied. And so the demon, you know, asks some of his buddies, "Hey, let's come. This is a great place to live. I was here for a long time. Um, obviously, the person doesn't mind I'm coming back because he didn't fill his place with anything else. And so, um, as we um, Think about what Jesus does for us. He can redeem us. He can forgive us. Um, but if we just leave it there, then chances are our hearts are going to be, yeah. you know, re refilled with the the bad. And so we have to be intentional about um, when Jesus does redeem us, when He does forgive us, to fill our hearts again with His Word, His thoughts. Um, you know, worshiping Him, um, trying to bear good fruit. Um, because if we're not proactive, then that sin that was there will 
come right back and probably come back worse than it was before. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And again, you you can't um, trick yourself into, right? You can't will yourself to fill that void with good things, right? Especially today with information overload and social media and like that empty void is going to be filled with something. Something, Right. If you don't fill it with the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. You've got issues. You get it. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, so that's just, yeah, a good, a good reminder of um, what we talked about yesterday. So, well, Chad, as we wrap up today's um, episode, again, what challenges do you have for yourself that maybe can apply to others or what, what challenges do you have for us? Yeah, I just, I'll just read what I wrote. Oh, perfect. Because I took a lot of notes. I'm okay. a note taker. Yeah, no, that's great. Do not refuse the convicting work of the spirit. You know, and, yeah. don't, don't explain it away. Don't, um, and again, that I think that looks different for everybody. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, yeah, like we said, fill fill that void. Like, don't stop at um, sweeping clean your house, right? Right. Verse 44, don't stop there. Um, you know, going back to what I said Monday, too, is like, choose, and I'm, I'm speaking to myself here. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm not speaking yeah. to anybody else. Yeah. This is choose the way that you react to. Yeah signs yeah or god revealing yeah. himself and then have faith from there yeah. you know good well i like that just don't uh, read it again don't ignore or do not refuse please. the convicting work of the spirit yeah. so as you are going throughout your day your week as you are thinking about what um is going on in life don't refuse the convicting work of the spirit thanks for joining us and we will talk to you again tomorrow Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.